Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Groserias en Español, or Spanish Curse Words. I am once again your host, Victoria Alt, and today we will be covering other topics than curse words themselves. We will be going over more of the linguistic practices and reasonings behind this, and we will, if you're interested, get to learn more about the more technical terms um, that can be applied to this subject. If, however, you are not very interested in linguistics and you just enjoy listening to me curse and are really just intrigued by understanding how to use these groserias en español, then I suppose you could skip to the next episode, but I personally would highly recommend you stick around and just be entertained and learn more about these. If nothing else, suppose you should you could just you just stay around and listen to my lovely voice, but once again, no pressure. In this podcast, we will be discussing the differences between code switching and code mixing, as well as heteroglossia and high and low code. However, principally, I would like to focus on the concept of speech communities as this project surrounding curse words would definitely involve discussing the differences between when and where, whom and whom not to share these words and conversations with. I'm sure you could imagine that while it might be entertaining to say some of these words to your boss whenever you're frustrated, it is nevertheless probably not a good idea. Heteroglossia is defined as the presence of two or more voices or expressed viewpoints in a text or other artistic works. Now, you might be thinking, how does this apply to curse words? And I will tell you that for the most part, it would seem that it really doesn't, because the words themselves having distinct meanings that are pretty obvious in general, because if you look at this in English, usually we have these words set aside that everybody knows are not not good words to use in common practice. However, in Spanish, we have certain words like verga have multiple meanings, and so it all varies based on the social situation. And so with heteroglossia, there could be two voices expressed, or more, depending on how you use the word. And sometimes when I look at Mexican Spanish, for instance, they use a lot of things with double meanings. So their humor is quite sarcastic and very story-based, like a lot of Latin American countries. So double meanings are quite common. Following that, comes the difference between high and low code. High code is known as more formal speech, while low code is more informal speech. And I'm sure that for those of you who who have listened and have been listening to this podcast, you could guess which one is more likely to be discussed and interpreted in this, this conversation, which would be low code for those of you who are just tuning in and decided to skip to this episode for some reason. As curse words maintain their 
informality and thus our low-code speech. We can transfer over to the next subject of code switching. Now, code switching is whenever you are in one conversation and perhaps you transfer over to another. Say that you're talking with your coworkers and then you start talking to your boss. People that are your peers versus people that are your professors. So, more than likely, you would not use groserias or curse words when, converse, when in a conversation with someone that you want to look up to you. And while you do want your peers and your coworkers to respect you, you would definitely not want to leave a bad impression on your boss or your teachers. So you would typically use high code or formal speech when you're with them and low code or informal speech when you're with your peers and coworkers. Thus, code switching. You would go from using one form of speech to another. You would go from being able to use these curse words to not being able to use these curse words. But just the same, there are some words typically more formal, such as sir and ma'am, that you probably wouldn't use among your peers. And you might, but probably, more likely than not, these words would not necessarily be avoided, but simply not used. And finally, this is where we transfer over to speech communities. Now, speech communities are what pop up in certain areas such as work or classes, sports, or other activities that one may participate in, or simply family, friends, and work. Different environments put people in different scenarios, which make them connect in a different manner. Being in a classroom with your classmates and your professor puts you in a different scenario than if you were, say, at home with your family playing Scrabble. They are entirely different situations, and so the way that you speak changes as well. And I, I feel like, personally, I never noticed when this happens, or at least I didn't, until I started learning more about linguistics. But it's true. Have you ever had a word or a phrase that if you use around certain people, they just wouldn't understand, but if you use it around others, they would? Well, those are two different speech communities. Now, that's not to say that one can't be in the same speech community as you and simply not know it because that's that's how it goes. Sometimes people just don't know things. A lot of the time, in my opinion, that's where it leads more into inside jokes between people. So while that itself is also a speech community, it doesn't mean that there can't be communities within communities. And so... Once again, we transfer to who you can and who you simply shouldn't use these words with. Use these groserias, curse words. Most likely, most of the time, you can use them among your friends, your, your classmates, your workmates, but not around perhaps your bosses. And even then, a workspace might not be entirely suitable for certain phrases. I know that for someone who who works with children. Definitely not. However, if you go out to a bar with some of your best friends, you could easily use these words. 
But once again, if you go to church, you shouldn't use these words. And that would be my final bit of analyzing what all I have learned from the linguistic aspects of curse words in Spanish and their variability as well as simply just understanding how, how they fit in with society and how they fit in with understanding the world around us and especially understanding groserías en español. Thanks again for tuning in. I greatly appreciate your presence. I'm so happy you made it this far and were willing to listen to my blabbering all about linguistics. I am incredibly fascinated by them, and I highly encourage you to, if you are as well, go and study more. Take a couple classes in linguistic anthropology. Simply do a Google search. Perhaps you can take online classes or just learn more from Wikipedia. It really doesn't matter much, as long as it's some reliable source, of course. But again, I am thankful that you guys stuck around to listen, and next time I will be discussing the more strong insults and strongest two insults, and perhaps giving a bit of background as well as to why these things are the way they are. See you later!